Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Welcome to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. And I'm Phil Thompson, and we're... uh, We've been chuckling here because for some reason we have had some overmodulation, at least at the beginning of our podcast, and so we've been desperately, we, and when I say we, I mean me, trying to make sure these levels are good. All right. I think they are, though. You think they are, huh? Well, all right. We'll so. see. We'll find out. So if not, we'll adjust it here as the time goes on. So uh, as he said, he is Steve Lacey. And as I said, I am Phil Thompson. We just wasted 36 seconds there. So uh, this is a podcast we do every week. We are a tech company called JSL Solutions, and we work with churches and ministries. We provide uh, tech resources such as... StreamingChurch.tv, MyFlock.com, Church App Live, all kinds of great stuff. Yeah, and we work with churches, and uh, Steve and I have been involved in leadership for many years, and we like to help. So uh, what are we doing today? Can't wait to get to the topic, can you? No. It's called Top 12 Church Website Optimization Tips for Success. Yes. So if you follow these 12 tips... Uh, dealing with your have church changed website. over the years. Things have changed quite a bit. Yeah, they since have. we started doing this. So. Uh, you really have. We've been doing it for a long time. You, you so you even longer than me. And uh, things have changed when it comes to how you build your church website, how you present it to people. And it's always good to kind of stay up to date because you know it, it's it's definitely something that you you have when people, as you've said many times, people are looking for a church, yeah. they're going to go to your website. My wife is really into the fashion, and this is it's pretty much the fashion industry. Yeah, it what is. Was, what was cool uh, a little while ago is no longer cool, and as what's going to be cool in the future is not what's cool right now. Yeah, as far as designs go, yeah, and and I'm sure there's some of us sitting there going, "Well, I don't care. I'm going to wear my old." Dockers shorts anytime I feel like it, and that's what I do. But you know, when you're trying to reach people and you're trying to reach your community, and you know, people are looking for a church, you do want to stay up to date, right? Exactly. So if you want to dress like a slop, like I do, that's not a problem. Yeah, one of the most popular websites on the planet right now is Reddit.com. Yeah, they are. They are maintaining the old school look because they're very afraid of making a change. Yeah, but that's a different, that, that's apples and oranges. Reddick is different than, than a church website. Oh, that's true. I'm just... <laughs> well, Reddick is for people that want to, you know, jump up and down on things. I don't know. I mean, they have a soapbox, right? And they talk about things. No, I'm talking Reddit. Oh, Reddick. Yes. Well, uh, I'm sure what you were talking about. Well, Let's talk about church websites. All right, let's do that. But we can waste some more time if you like. No, I'm just. <laughs> I just listened to an interview of the founder of Reddit, and they are their the design theme is maybe five, six, seven years behind yeah. behind the times right now. And but they they aren't going to change it because their their predecessor went out of business when they made a change. Yeah. So all right, well let's we'll do a podcast. But that's not you. We'll do a, a subject that's, on that. Churches need to adhere to the fashion rules. Are we going to edit out all this or what? No. All right. So what are 12 things here? Let's talk about it. Here are 12 things that you should strongly consider. Uh, 
when you look at your church website? Number one. So number one is do some recon work, which is, yeah, go out and see what everybody else is doing. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. We're not saying that you copy something everybody's doing or somebody's doing, but it's good to look at what other websites are doing, get a feel for this. Even in the business world, uh, you can look at some. I mean, in the business world, what they call that market analysis or something, but it's good to look at what I, and look, we, we're not in competition. Churches are not supposed to be in competition, but it's good to see what what other churches are doing, especially those that are are well known churches that are they have a good track record, you know, for reaching people and connecting people and all that. So I would scout out some of the church websites out right. there. So the idea is, I mean, you look at a bunch, you'll, you'll decide what you like, what you don't like, and kind of what direction you want to take. Yeah. Your website. All right, absolutely. So let's move on here because we have a lot of material here. Yeah, we do. So we're going to jump through. So number two on our list is reconsider sidebars. Reconsider things that, yeah. Yeah, sidebars. Reconsider those. Yes. Uh, so, you know, years ago, many moons ago. Sidebars like, had current events, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, top calendar events, things that were right. going on. All the most, the more relevant or yeah. more, yeah, I guess I don't know. The more current kind of things were loaded in the sidebars, and right. they were they were good yeah. little tools to go look yeah. for. But they're kind of they've gone out of fashion with yep. the high waisted shorts. Yep, they're they've gone out of fashion. They're, they're they they are now looked upon as creating clutter, and uh, according to the experts, they don't they don't really add to your experience. So the idea is to maybe look for a new theme or a template for your church website that doesn't use sidebars. And uh, look, it's. I understand this could be kind of hard to change, but over time, it does it does create a nice look in the sense that you have more space, more breathing room yeah, on the website. Which goes into our number third point, exactly. which is create more space. That's right. Which is, if you go surfing around looking at other other churches, you're going to find the minimalist approach has really become yeah. popular. Mm-hmm. So it basically means a lot of space, either white space or whatever. Right. space you have and kind of removing any of the clutter very yeah. simple um things there actually we're gonna we're gonna dive through several of these yeah uh so you want to try to eliminate too much stuff on there especially the home page widget widgets uh links images uh you know you want to keep this in mind that the focus of each page and so uh if you have a contact page let that be the main focus you don't want to flood the page with, you know, information or graphics that cause confusion or distractions from the purpose of your page. Yeah, so there's pr- there's probably a lot more curating that goes into websites today because yeah. everybody's going to say, oh, we need to have the men's ministry on the front page. Oh, we got to have the, this and that. And, and um, so you're going to have to do a lot of curating, and right. which means cutting out a lot. <laughs> right. Yep. So, yep. All right. So... Along the simple theme, number four on our list, simple navigation. Uh, again, you know, if you've done your recon work, you might have noticed that some of these other churches will util- utilize their church website navigation. So the idea is to try your very best to maybe have five or six or less navigation links, you know, that are on the top of your main uh page or at least the main areas that a visitor would visit so you know the things that you should probably have would be what about you know about the church or about the ministry maybe the media section where you would put your streaming video or your uh you know video archives or perhaps your your uh, mp3 files 
there's always a nice place to have somewhere where people can give uh, ministries, different ministries you have, contact information I think is important, those kind of things. Yes. Uh, keep those at a very minimum and not plow through a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, you don't want to have a bunch of different navigation, which is kind of ties into you know one of the constraints we've had. Uh, some customers have issues with, with on the MyFlock templates. They only had allowed seven navigation yeah. at the top level, yeah. and people wanted nine and ten. We're like, well, now they're the trend is to fewer. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Mobile friendly design. This is another uh, of the top twelve uh, tips here for success. Yes, number five on our list. Yeah, mobile friendly. So, so, so how can but how can so Steve, you're good at this stuff. How how can somebody have a mobile friendly design on their church website? Well, you it doesn't happen by accident. You need to implement a mobile friendly design. So a quick way to, if you're on a computer and you want to see what, it, well, the best way to do things is you know, pull out your phone and, right. tablet. and or tablet and right. navigate to the page and see what it's like. But you can also, you know, if you're on your computer and want to see what a site looks like, you can just reduce the size of the window on your browser down yeah. to the mobile size. That's a good and idea. And you'll see exactly what it's going to look like on the mobile rendering okay. as well. Yeah. Awesome. All right, let's move in here. And this is important. I think the mobile-friendly thing is because more and more people are using mobile devices. I mean, I've read some stats out there that 50% of the people or more are using mobile devices to check out your website. So important information to keep to keep relevant. Yes, so number six on our list. And you, you probably like this. I bet you like this next one. Like, Increase font size. Now that I'm old and can't read tiny print. Oh, you were complaining about something I did the other day. You said the font wasn't big enough. But oh. It, it 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 is I guess a trend. Oh, it it's definitely a trend. Yeah. Having really yeah. um, large fonts, very simple, um, you know, easy to read, easy to read, not many words, kind of right. things. So, yeah. well, as this is one of the things I talk about all the time. We both talk about is people don't read anymore, right? And so it, your page needs to be glanceable, mm-hmm. and so having big fonts with short right. words and short statements right makes you know kind of brings that to the forefront yeah. it, it looks nice too you know you think true. about it you look at it you're like well whereas you know five ten years ago having that big of a font would it would look you know you would have yeah. been really out of place but today it's kind of where things are uh, according to the experts try using a, a minimum font size of 18 for your designs and your body text so that's quite a bit larger than what i would have said but yeah, so, that's and then even larger for your menu headers and, and headline right. things and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, All right. So number seven on our list. So here's something I'm not sure I totally agree with, but they uh, the experts tell us that you should use stock photos and alt tags. Now, alt tags, I could I can see that, but but one of the things they're talking about is a simple a simple way to uh, to really increase your website optimization is taking advantage of, of all these free stock photos out there. And, and we're not talking about Google images, but we're talking about sites like, uh, is it Pixels and Adobe Stock and Deposit Photos. Unsplash uh, is another one. Yeah. And this this were some of these resources were new to me because yeah. um, there were very few free image sources out right. there. Lightstock is another one. Yeah. And one of the things you want to be really careful of is is using a Google image, even 
you can set Google Images to search for royalty-free okay. images, but it will not always serve up royalty-free images. My son is a web developer and had put together some properties and got a very nasty letter for, for using an image on one of the pages hmm. that was that he didn't know was hmm. not royalty-free because he pulled it from a royalty what he thought was a royalty-free source. Hmm. And it turned into a major headache and a few dollars on his part. Really? Yes. Wow. Well, that's 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 good advice then. So uh, look for the some of these three. The, uh, again, Pixels, P-E-X-E-L-S is one. Adobe Stock, Deposit Photos, Unsplash is one. And then another one is uh, that's more faith-focused would be Lightstock, L-I-G-H-T. Yeah. And S-T-O-C-K. some of these are, are – I was just you know, researching them real quick. Some of them are not – completely free but they're very affordable okay as opposed to some of the sources out there where i've used in the past well they'll they'll want and i've bought 20 25 images before okay so for for one image so yeah yeah and then when it comes to the seo part of that uh, they say that it's important to make sure that your file name is optimized for seo so you would uh, you'd you'd take the image and you would put you change the name to whatever maybe the name of your church, or you know or something relevant to the image perhaps if it's um, if you've got a re- if you've picked an image that is relevant to your site most likely the content's going to be relative to your site as well, okay. and the other thing is to use alt tags, which are short phrases you can right. put next to images so it'll help with your SEO yeah. some. So, okay. all right, that was number seven. Number right. eight. We're moving speaking, along nicely here. Moving. Speaking of images, yeah, compression tools. Yes, yeah, so, or just make. I guess another way to say this is just use web appropriate images. And we, or I've run into this in the past, where everybody's got a cell phone now and they can take great pictures, or they've right. got a digital camera, and they'll take pictures and they, oh, I want to, I want to use this image and the. Uh, Resolution on the images that you're taking with your cell phone or your digital camera are very suitable for a high-quality print. So the resolution is really high, and the DPI is really high, and they're going to look dots per inch, or uh, they're going to look really good when you print them. But they're going to be just a major drain if you take that image and don't and you don't compress it before you stick it on your website. So it'll be like the old days of dial-up internet where you try to load something and it just goes slowly, slowly. Is yes, that, if you yeah. Don't, if you don't use compression tools. Right. And, you know, the, the websites are very image-rich, so you want to make sure that all your image file sizes are very small. And what, what should they not exceed? So the images shouldn't exceed 72 DPI because the... The normal resolution on the web or on your um, monitors, unless you have an ultra HD monitor, uh, that's that's all you can see, okay. and no more, no larger than two thousand pixels. Okay. And we, um, a lot of people are like, I don't know how to do this, and it's not a trivial matter to um, compress and resize images. So we point people to PickResize.com. Pick resize. Pick resize dot com. P i c r e s i z e dot com. Pick resize, and it'll allow you to take your image that may be that you took with your digital camera, 
and resize it down to a size suitable for the web. And 2,000 pixels is actually, um, if you're going to have a full screen, full width image, then 2,000 would kind of be there. But most people are having you know, a quarter screen or that sort right. of thing. So that, that size is going to be a lot smaller. Okay. So you're going to want to... So maybe 2,000 isn't necessarily the best, maybe, but that's that would be max. Absolutely probably. no bigger than yeah. 2,000 pixels. Yeah across so most monitors today are uh, what's the um i don't know the dimensions but it's i can't remember yeah i was starting to rattle off a bunch of resolution monitors and so 1920 or something yeah i I don't know but yeah yeah 2000 is probably all right don't want to exceed it pick resize.com that'll get you a nice compressed image super all right Good, good information. So let's move on here as we continue to talk about 12 tips to uh, optimize your church website. Number nine. Embed videos on your site. Embed Embi- those videos on your website. Yes. Yeah, so what the way that works is you would go to a video service um, such as YouTube or Vimeo or if you're, you're a streaming church person, you would have a... Streamingchurch.tv. Yeah, we would have the ability to provide the... Uh, streaming videos for you as well. So um, the idea is to embed them, embed the videos on your site using those tools. Another advantage of that is you'll be discoverable within those tools as well. So if you've got a a welcome video to your church, Mm -hmm. you got it loaded on YouTube, you embed the YouTube on your website, so you make use of the video there. But people just search in YouTube for churches in your town, make come across your video as well yeah and, and it's real simple i mean the embed code is very simple if you, if you just go to youtube and you look like under the video they, they give you the option of copying and pasting the embed code yes and then you just take it and go the back end of your website as an admin person and figure out a place you want to put it and drop it in there you can adjust the height and the width and life is usually pretty good so embed videos on your website good idea all right that's number nine number Ten. Number 10. I don't know if I've done this with my church. I need to look at it. But number 10 is Google My Business. And what we mean by Google My Business is not just look it up, but you can actually sign up uh, and you just Google, Google My Business. And there's a way you can sign up and you can enter the, your business or your church, right. in this case, your church information. And it's a good way for uh, it, it, it. I don't know. I don't. Do you have any more experience with this than I do? But oh, yeah. it just makes it a little more. Well, what you do is you you create a Google My Business account for your church, and they're going to want some descriptions and locations, right. and then they want photos of the inside, photos of the outside. Okay. And so, as what this really does is kind of it it enriches your Google search results for one, right. and. It also provides a bunch of tools that you would not necessarily have, like you can go and rate, leave ratings and comments, and you know people right. can, um, you know, kind of build up your your business, give it a, give your, build up your church, give it a five star, and it's got a bunch of reviews. So people searching for different churches may see, oh, this church has got twenty reviews, and this one has nothing. Right. No registration at all, and I really like these guys' comments about what they wrote about the church, and I can see inside and see what it's like. It's the same. You'll see that when you Google businesses, and, right. you'll, and they'll have a kind of a special business section. Okay. Well, that, that sounds like a good thing, and it's free. It is free, yes. It's only helping out Google. 
Yeah, cool deal. Yeah. All right. All right, moving along here as we talk about things to improve your website. Number 11, SEO plugin or a tool. So SEO stands for what? Search engine optimization, right? Yes. And depending on your church website builder, you may actually have the ability to add or adjust your SEO settings. Uh, you can do that with a plugin, like I know WordPress has these plugins, uh, or there might be a built in tool you can use. And so it is pretty good because it can utilize your whole deal to the fullest extent. And, uh, you know, you, you would maybe first want to define a keyword you want to use on your site. Yeah. And I wouldn't um, get to put too much trust in this, but okay. it's going to, it's going to help out with some things that you probably didn't think about um, on your site, but the things that, uh, the SEO tool is going to optimize for um, may or may not be the most highly graded elements. Okay. So it'll definitely give you the full, uh, you know, it's like I've got 100% of my profile filled out. It'll give you, you know, all the, every nook and cranny. But the, the key for relevancy on the site is having content. your main content be relevant. So you can't have... You can't go in and build an SEO or add an SEO tool and put in a bunch of keywords. And you know, back in the day, everybody thought, "Oh, everybody's searching for porn. I want to put the word porn on my church site because they'll get drawn to my uh, church site." And they would go into their SEO tool and put in or whatever, you know, realtor, real estate, or you know, all the big popular terms that were not consistent or relevant with your site. And so Google. So it's just, not relevant. So Google just says they just, you. They kind of ignore it because they yeah. they're looking at the main content in your yeah. site, yeah. not the meta description or your meta keywords right. and things okay. like that. So well, that's good advice. Yeah. So it's 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 good to do, um, but the, the key thing is, as you create um, title titles for pages, headlines, H one tags for pages. Those are in domain names. Those are all key for um, Google okay. uh, giving you good, appropriate results. Good. So. Good deal. All right. So the last one, which I think is a good thing, too, and that would be to create a blog on your church website. So speaking of being relevant, uh, you know, if you put a blog on your website and you keep that blog you know, freshen and you keep adding content to an area, to an area on your church website that features your blog, uh, that will create, again, some relevant stuff going on. And uh, it also drives traffic. And, and uh, you know, we don't, I know pastors that have done this, but they don't do it consistently. But if you, if you can write a nice blog and then even put it other places that, you know, people can put links other places like your Facebook or Twitter, or even Instagram, and then people, you know, click on those links. It goes back to your website. They read the blog on your website, and it, it, uh, you know, yeah. it helps and with the optimizing. Right. Plus, another thing that you know Google's looking at is how stale is your page, and so having right. a blog will having content that's changing regularly and consistently updated yeah. will help as well. Google must be amazing. They, they must be like all-knowing or something, right? Oh, because they, they know what's going on, every, everything you do. They do. <laughs> All right. They've got a bunch of – they've got a lot of very intelligent people that work at Google. Should we be concerned about that? <laughs> no, I'm not concerned, but that's a, 
<laughs> that's a whole other topic. That's a whole other topic, but yes, I'm. I'm very much. If I can, if you can improve my experience, then I'm. I'm for it, and I'm okay. not. I'm not easily offended. So okay, so you're willing Some to sell are, out. So you'll, you'll sell out as long as you have a good experience. I'm my. <laughs> If you know, if I if I have appropriate ads and stuff shown to me, I that's that's a better thing okay. for me as opposed yep. to. And I don't know. I, I'll quote uh, the CEO of Google who got in a lot of trouble for this. If you're not committing a crime, why do you care what privacy your settings are? <laughs> so you so, subscribe to that idea? Uh, I I have nothing to hide, and I'm yeah. okay. All right, folks, send your letters and emails to Steve Lacey. <laughs> yes. All right. Teach me to be privacy, more privacy-centric. All right. Well, I think this is good information here, uh, and, and I think the truth is we need to look at our website, and really you should probably ask some other people to look at your website from time to time and and ask them what they think. In fact, there's a, there's a free tool out there that we have used called, was it Peak User Testing? Is that what it's yeah, it was. Well, it was user testing, and now they have um, peak user testing. I think and peak is the short version. It's free. Yes. Five minute. Where well, they actually will go P-E-E-K, to your website. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm taking a peak. Yeah. They will go to your website and they'll look at it for five minutes and tell you what they think. Uh, While they for record, free. right? So you see they what they're it. doing and they're what they're thinking and what they're. Yeah. as they navigate your site. It's actually it, really nice. Yeah, and then, the, I mean, the the paid one is user testing, I think, isn't it? Usertesting.com yes. yeah. or something. But the, the peak one is P-E-A-K. Or is it P-E-A-K? No. P-E-E-K. Yes, peak as in let's okay. take a peak. Right. Not as now let's, confused let's summit the peak. It is let's take a peak, P-E-E-K. Okay. So anyhow, those are some things you might consider subscribing to once in a while have other people look at it or just have your friends and people that may not even go to your church look at it your own church website just to get an idea hey what are these people seeing because we all have blind spots mm-hmm. uh, and we don't always see things that are very obvious and we've done that with streamingchurch.tv and you know we'll do it again so yep. Definitely. All right, good. So speaking of, again, we'd love to get your feedback on this. We really would. Uh, send us an email, support at streamingchurch.tv. That's one of our websites. And uh, you can always listen to this podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast, right? How, how do people subscribe to the so podcast? So I'm going to give a sh- uh, shameless plug for uh, something my son has developed, okay. podparadise.com. So mm-hmm. you can listen to this podcast and any other podcast in the world. Okay. At podparadise.com. Podparadise.com. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. That'll be good. All right. So you can always get this then. You or can. any anywhere your any of your favorite podcast programs, you can right. find us as yeah. well. Yeah. And you can subscribe to us and get it. Never miss a podcast. Because why would you want to miss this? No. Especially the first two minutes of what we talk about. It makes no sense at all. All right. So, again, thanks for your time, folks. Uh, we really do appreciate it. And uh, he is, of course, Steve Lacey. I am Phil Thompson. We hope that you have a great day, and we will catch you next time on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Take care. <laughs>